from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, Council receives a petition calling for a reduction in pool admission prices, foster dog fees exemption, $5 million road upgrade for Blackstone, another update on the flood buybacks and Christmas in Ipswich. Mayor Teresa Harding joins the show following the November meeting of Ipswich City Council. It's Saturday, November 25, 2023, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Thank you for speaking with Ipswich today, Mayor Harding. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you, and thank you to listeners. The meeting this month was talking about all sorts of things, including a uh, pool petition from residents, really complaining about the entry prices for uh, pensioners. Uh, what's going to happen there? Yeah, so um, any resident can put in a petition on any matter that, uh, that pertains to council, and Mrs Valerie Wilshire and Mrs Joy White of Goodner are very concerned with the the cost of the annual fee uh, of going to the, the Goodner pool, so they've put in a petition, and so now we'll review that and consider that. Have things changed with going from council-operated pools to council leasing them to private operators? Does, does council still have control over prices? We do have some. There has to be a discussion, and it's part of the, the conditions of the contract. But so we'll we'll ref, we'll look through that to see if that price rise is is too much or not, and have those discussions with that contractor. Council also approved plans to introduce a foster dog fee exemption. There was some concern suburban yards could be overrun with dogs. How will this work? Yeah, so um, Marley Doyle, Council Marley Doyle have moved this notice of motion, especially with times being tough, there was uh, more people sort of handing back their dogs, so the foster dog programs are expanding and um, there's quite a large cost uh, involved, so we wanted to support volunteers who are fostering dogs on a short-term basis, so we looked at doing a fee exemption there. Um, Council Island did raise the matter of does that mean there'll be too many cats and dogs in people's yards? That doesn't change. The, the, the local laws for how many cats and dogs you can have and those costs don't change. It's just a matter of um, if you're fostering, you still have to adhere to the local laws as well. That's very reassuring for residents who might have uh, the odd barking <laughs> dog in the neighbourhood. Uh, oh, we all, we all do, I think. Yes. <laughs> From the Governance and Transparency Report, I was really interested in item 11, the Mary and William Streets Blackstone upgrade. Now, that's a big one because that's been a long time coming for traffic lights at that intersection. It has been a long time coming and um, certainly the Divisional Councillors, Sheila Island and Jacob Bads will be very firm in budget discussions to get this done, but it's great to see it. it's a, a $5.1 million intersection upgrade, so it'll be great to see um, as part of that work the pavement will be widened, um, new curb and channelling and concrete um, meetings we've put in. We have a lot of service relocations that we need to do, like water and power and so on. There will be stormwater drainage networks, um, retaining walls and concrete footpaths, as well as traffic signalisation and road lighting there. So it's quite a large uh, bit of road work. I do ask for residents to be uh, patient as it happens, but it will be a much better intersection when it's finished. It's only just been approved, but do you know when work will start and when it's likely to finish? Uh, look, the work will start in the next few months and it's expected to be completed by the end of 2024. From the Ipswich Central Redevelopment Committee, is there any update on negotiations with new tenancies? Most of all... People want to know who. Can you say any names yet? 
I wish I could. I w- you know, I'm dying to, to tell you who is coming in, but look, we're just a, w- a number of weeks away from announcing two new retailers, which I think the people which we're really excited about that'll move into Nicholas Street Precinct. So we'll be announcing those in December. So you'll have to uh, look out for this space. We'll sit tight. From the CEO's report, Council's flood recovery takes up a few pages in that report each month. How many projects remain outstanding? Look, we have a total of 589 projects and we've done 260, you know, so nearly halfway there. And that doesn't include the Voluntary Homes Buyback Program, which has taken a significant amount of work. It'll be probably close to 300 homes when it's done. So it's a huge workload on top of Council's normal workload as well. So um, as for Colleges Crossing, which I know a lot of people are very keen to see what's happening there, and we did decide to take a bit more time to do community consultation because each time it floods, and we know it will flood again, it just keeps costing tens of millions of dollars. So uh, the tender submissions close on the 15th of November and they're currently being assessed. So, you know, we're really hoping that we can get that to council at the December meeting so we can sign that and that work can start start happening in the early in the year. That would be uh, yeah, a realistic expectation if uh, tenders are only closing this month. Yeah. Staff turnover is another item uh, that's a regular in the CEO's report. Are you concerned that the rate's been increasing? It's uh, most recent reported at 12.34% turnover. Mm. I guess, um, Alan, I'll leave that to the CEO. She does manage uh, the staff and things fluctuate. We are seeing um, around the world, you know, around in Australia that people are moving. It, it is a, you know, there's so many job vacancies at the moment, so people are moving. But can I just say this week, Council just received another two um, national awards from LearnX uh, in regards to um, uh, organisational development and, and helping and leading managers as well and training managers. So, look, we're, we're doing our bit, but um, I think that it's probably standard when you look at the turnover happening in most councils. Look, about 80% of our staff are, are people who live in Ipswich, so we're quite fortunate with that. And uh, we quite like having a lot of local staff on, on and council as well. You touched on the Resilient Homes Funder a, a couple of minutes ago. The big one in the frame is My High Grove. Mm. A breakthrough was reached recently, a very good breakthrough. Is there a timeline for acquisition and demolition of the entire complex? So Queensland Reconstruction Authority started valuations this week. So that's a process and it can't be rushed with residents. They need to be given a certain amount of time to be able to be given a valuation of the pre-flood as well as now. Um, and they'll have to consider that, speak to um, you know their experts as well. Um, and then that will come to council when it's, once it's getting settled. So, look, I don't expect that to happen till you know, probably another few weeks before that, those first few will start coming in and then we'll organise a, a contract for the demolition. Looking at Google Maps, it's a, it's a decent size bit of land. How big is the land area there? Yeah, it's quite a large piece of land because there's 42 townhouses. I don't know off the back, off the top of my head how many square metres it is or how many hectares it is. Um, but I did have one of the residents joke with me after we, we voted on it to, that we could proceed. Uh, she wanted to be on the wrecking ball like Miley Cyrus, as it, <laughs> and they, they knock it all down. So <laughs> she was saying it through tears while laughing. So, you know, there's there's a lot of relief for, for those 42 families. This next question might be a little premature because the buildings are still standing, but has Council got a rough idea what it wants to do with the land? Look, we're coming, we just had our first... Um, 
briefing this week on what we're going to do. There's a lot of land and it's a bit patchworked across the city because once um, it's transferred over, we've received no money from the state or federal government for maintenance. So when it's a bit of a patchwork, there's a lot of mowing maintenance. So we are just starting to look at what that would be. And we know um, we're quite keen if we can turn things into parkland or um, sporting fields. Um, we've had a few people ask about community gardens. I just worry about the infrastructure for that. It may not be that much for the gardens, but they'll probably want a shed to store things. So these are all things we have to look at and look at the costs of that because we have to be very mindful that the rate pays of it should be paying for any of those costs. We're almost at the end of November, Mayor Harding, which means Christmas is in the air. Things are happening across the city and it is Christmas at Ipswich, including the Christmas lights competition, Best Streets. Have you got any favourites yet? Oh, I've only seen a few so far. I'm going to go out again on the weekend. Um, I saw a great one out at Collingwood Park. Um, and there's, look, all over the city in Rosewood, Carolee, there's just so many great um, uh, displays. So if you go onto the Christmas at Ipswich uh, website, you'll see uh, all the addresses of those who have entered into the competition. And it's not too late to enter your house in the Ipswich competition. I know there's a broader, greater Brisbane competition, but make sure you enter the Ipswich competition. There's nearly $8,000 worth of prize money and, and prizes, so um, it's definitely worth getting into. You've also been out and about visiting defence industry companies operating in Ipswich, the latest being Hypersonics. What do or what does Hypersonics do? Um, they're a great Australian company that started up just before COVID, um, but they're a startup um, sort of high-tech company, and they've secured a contract with the US Air Force, and they're doing all the work out here. So they had people out from the US Air Force out here. Basically, they're looking at the opportunities um, that hypersonic technologies offer. So they're really they've created a. Um, I won't call it a drone, but a, 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 an aircraft of some sort that's uh, called Dart AE. And with that, they'll be testing the performance and other things of hypersonic technology. It's a quick turnaround of meetings to end the year uh, with committees on Tuesday, November 28 and the final council meeting on Thursday the 7th. We'll chat one more time before the end of the year, Mayor Harding. Thanks for speaking with Ipswich today. Love to. Thank you very much, Alan. A reminder to look for handy links in the show notes and if you intend to nominate for the first time or run again for council in March, please contact the show via the website. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.